0: Welcome to the Weekend Wild Podcast.
1: I'm Pat. And I'm Jim. And we're two working class dudes who only got two days to get her done. We talk about a lot of fishing, especially musky, northern, walleye. And in the fall, we love bow hunting. So we've got all your bow tips and tricks. So we also talk about conservation, news articles, cooking, a little bit of lifestyle, and a little bit of opinion. We only have two days to get it done. So come on, tune in, and get Weekend Wild. Oh, lattes. You want one, Pat?
2: I had to stop and get beer, and I was like, I don't want to drop these off at home. I just want to get get over here as fast as I can.
1: I appreciate it. Um, are you recording now? Yeah, Oh yeah, I've been recording. Just oh, in case cool. you guys say something stupid. You something
0: know. stupid. Nine times out of ten. <clears throat> just in case. Hey, remember when we thought that Lake Inferior story was actually like,
1: oh, my God. And yeah, me yeah. and Pat are like, did you see this Lake Inferior story? And I'm hey. like, yeah, I did. Let's look into it. And Pat texted me like 15 minutes later, it's complete bullshit. Yeah. I <laughs> know, because I'm like
0: looking into it. I'm like, this is like somebody would have done something with this by now. You know? And then, like, when I read the story in detail, like the second part of this guy's story, there was this one detail that they found the guy that was lost a bajillion years ago, and it's supposed to be this wide-open camera. I'm like, this is 100% a Stephen King novel,
2: you know? Lake Inferior. I haven't heard of it.
1: Well, anyway, so today we're talking, uh, whatchamacallit, we're going to kind of go over, because we got our trip coming up this weekend, so when you guys hear this, we will be near Hayward, Wisconsin, fishing the old Chippewa Flowage. Chippewa. Believe it or not, I heard that uh, the one girl I follow on Instagram, Big Fisherman, Yeah. Fisherwoman, uh, she qualified for the PMTT Championship or something. It's taken place on the Chippewa Flowage. When's that? I don't know. I didn't look it up, but uh, oh, yeah. It's not this weekend. I thought the chip was kind of dead, but maybe, uh, maybe w- enough people have faith in it, you know? How would
0: a fishing tournament on the Chippewa Flowage look? Everybody's yeah. just like got their own square footage of Pete's Bar. Don't think.
1: be uh, don't be looking for 50s, you know. Yeah. There ain't going to be no 50-inch fish that wins it. And if they do get a 50, it's going to be a lunker, man. That's going to be a 42-pound fish. When we first know?
2: started going there, people would go there to practice for the tournaments up in, yeah. you know, like Laxol and
1: Yeah, remember that? We did run into guys that were doing that. They're like, ah, oh, this is just a practice run for us before yeah. we go way they had some awesome-looking lures. Um, anyway, so Saturday I had to go shooting instead of fishing because me and Pat were supposed to go fishing. And I'm out there ringing his phone and sending texts. And one text and one phone call. Two texts. You got two texts, one phone call. It is not my job to get a 33-year-old out of bed at the leaving time. All
0: right, so you, you do have to cut me some slack here because the night before I was so amped, I got my boat all ready and all I had to do was roll it out the door, hook it up to the truck, and we were gone. I respooled a rod. I did all sorts of Kel stuff.
1: felt really bad for me because I was so excited I couldn't sleep that I came down here to turn the TV on and fell asleep on the couch down here.
0: But I, I could not sleep. Straight up could not sleep. And I was deathly tired. And I didn't nap or nothing. So I Pat,
1: Pat stood me up. That's normal Pat behavior, though.
0: So I woke up about 10 minutes after he left. And I'm like, dude, where are you at? And he's like, I'm at 75th Street. And he was just... Irate. It was like, and then it was like twenty minutes after, and all, then he's he's was, like, he didn't was, even apologize yet. Well, I was like, well, I am sorry. And he's like, no, you're, and I just, I just, he started swearing at me, and he was demanding that I wasn't sorry when I just said sorry, and he was already yelling at me. For you had to remind him sorry. to
1: apologize. You had to remind this guy to apologize because the thing is, he's not sorry because he'd not do this stuff. My
0: total time of day clock had been ticking like two and a half minutes at this point, and. For no, anybody my-
1: that knows Patty, he needs a three-hour wake-up period before no, he's a normal no. functioning human I'm being. I'm a good
0: 10, 15 minutes, you know? <laughs> you, guys my are, you guys
2: are funny because I, I feel like I, I wasn't there for it, but I can picture myself in the passenger seat for this conversation. <laughs> I've just seen you guys explode on each other so many times.
0: But anyway, I go. It's still on the water by 645. Um, get out there. Wind's blowing Crazy. Well, it wasn't that bad when I first got there, but it was a little windy, said. It was
1: windy because I went shooting a bow, which went awesome. By the way, thanks for asking.
0: How? Oh, that kind of <laughs> shooting. I thought you went like. Poof, poof,
1: no, no, because I I'd had to I'd, I'd, I'd wipe all those cobwebs and dust off the bow before you know too long.
0: But uh, I could drift. I drifted that one shoreline. What would it be? The western shoreline. Yeah. All the way down to the end, and then I drifted the eastern shoreline. I did that all in one run in like a half an hour. That yeah. Was oh, it
1: was cooking. Was. Yeah, I believe it. It yeah. was cooking. Oh, yeah.
0: And, uh, yeah. And I was pulling the boat up by myself at the end, and the wind was just so intense. That's annoying.
1: When you're, when you got an ascent wind trying to pull a boat up, that's very annoying. No,
0: it's a side, it was a side wind.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, it should have been a little crooked on it. Wasn't it a little crooked on it? No,
0: it was, it was directly. Oh, okay. Right to left.
1: <clears throat> there's nothing like the back of your boat blown away when you're trying to get this thing on a trailer by no, yourself. And then there's the like front. 15 people watching you do it, you know?
0: Well, I mean, the whole boat would like eventually blow off of the, off of the thing. I eventually got it, but they have this walkway that's got this super long guardrail. Yeah. That's like I would say probably like chest high maybe. So you have to like dangle the rope over that and then run at the same time while you know, cause the second- oh, you I know tug, what you're
1: talking about at that dock. That's very annoying. Yeah, it it is. it's the, very annoying. The second you put one
0: tiny little of a tug. On the end of that boat, the boat's like, okay, we're going this way now. Yeah, I and, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh But the wind accelerated that, so it blew it into this aluminum piece. And and when I was docking my boat to go get my truck, it's got nothing. You're, you know, you don't have to put out anything that to keep it from rubbing on your boat because it's got all these nice bumpers on it. Yeah, there's Those this are one docks. spot. It looks like a flagpole, and I didn't see it. wasn't thinking that it wasn't there. Yeah, it might
1: as well just be three quarter rebar. <laughs> and I rubbed
0: out. up against that thing. Now I've got a. It's about a half inch thick, and about four feet long.
1: I got some on my boat too from that Minnesota dock. But it's like an aluminum rub where
0: it's black, so I don't know if it actually comes off or not. I'm guessing it doesn't.
2: I feel like nine times out of ten of that launch are always fighting the wind.
0: Now normally I don't care, but this is a new boat, and Lund said, "Hey, why don't we paint the whole boat one color? It looks great." Until you get it out on the water, and I love how recognizable
1: you'll see in, in Hayward how recognizable. Oh, you've been out there on yeah, the I've water with him. It, yeah, he's very recognizable oh, on 100%. the water.
2: 100%. Is that? Yep, that's Pat. You don't even have to. By the time you you question
1: it, hey, is that? Yeah, that's Pat. They can see that boat from the Russian space station, I think. But uh, yeah, if probably. you want, I
0: could do a quick review on the Depth Raider. Even though I've, it, it was a joke out there thinking I was going to catch fish because I I was among three thousand eight hundred and forty six people on the water that day. Yeah, There's, that's
1: a busy lake. That's a like uh, they uh, like. So I don't know if people just have really high expectations, but that is a busy, busy lake.
2: Like, when you guys – I never really did well there. Like, when you guys were saying you're going there, I was like, oh.
1: I caught a jug- I was going a junkie. Going so, I was uh, – Pat has owned this boat for a year now, and I still have not stepped foot on it. I guess to break it in, but I still have not fished out of this boat. So, Pat's like, I'll, I, hey, we'll take my yeah, boat. you were the
0: first person to put my boat on a trailer.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, for the break-in period, but after that, I'm not allowed to fish in it. That's not true. So true. So not true. Uh, <laughs> so not true. <laughs> I'm not a lot of fishing. Oh, I got a few. I got a few. By the way, I I can't say it on
0: the podcast because it has profanity. But Jim told me I'm going to like make this into like a picture frame. Um, But it says F you or no, it says F your boat and F making plans with you. It'll be a cold day in hell before I fish
1: with you again. (laughs) I meant it too.
2: Was that a text?
1: Yeah. The (laughs) whole like I've never had somebody go F your boat. You know what I mean? Well, because like it's, this is the fourth time or so that, that his like the one time we were making plans to go fishing this Saturday, we made him all week, all week, and at the last minute he goes, "I'm going to work Saturday." And it was just to get out of taking his boat. He didn't want to take his boat. That so is he, so not true. So he, I do
0: not enjoy working Saturday. So he
1: worked Saturday, so he didn't have to take me fishing. Like he's been promising all so week. So not you true. You
0: know. So not
1: true. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so the day after that, me and Evan went out fishing, and I got to tell you guys, uh, I don't think I'm selling the drift boat after what I what we found, but we I, found. We found one hell of a spot, a supposedly. Uh, dude, you can only access this by canoe, drift boat, kayak, wading. The Lund boats are just bottom out in this spot. But I'm telling you, this has potential. We're going, the weekend we get back from Hayward, me and Evan are taking a drift boat out in this spot. Are you? Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. So is it a place that you I'm not going to invite fish? Pat because
1: Pat doesn't invite me. What's that? Is it a place
0: that you commonly fish?
1: I'm not telling anything other than that, but I found a new spot and it's got musky in it. Got musky in it. Oh yeah, we're gonna be, be out there on a, with a fly rod and bass tackle to catch musky. Okay, I already know what river
0: or location he's talking about.
1: No, you don't know the location. You don't know the location. I but promise I do know you, the body this. of
0: water. I do know the body of water.
1: Um, so yeah, there was that. I do have a funny story. I got, I got, I got the weirdest ass chewing I've ever gotten in my entire life. Would you, do you guys care to hear this?
2: I absolutely would love to hear. and
1: this it. you got a picture Cal chewing some ass. Okay.
0: Um, so this was via Kel. Yeah,
1: she okay. she yelled at me. Uh, it was so Saturday. We had a little party for Bill because he turned forty. So we had a little fortieth birthday party for Bill. And uh they
0: uh,
2: they're thirty-four. <laughs> Thanks for the thirty-four, pet he,
1: he doesn't look a day over forty, though, does he? Uh, <laughs> you never responded <laughs> to my
0: birthday message, by the way. Yeah, I did. No, you did not.
2: Well,
1: um, I'm not. Anyway, so Bill comes over. We have Evan, Allison, all the kids are over. You know. But we had a few pops that night, all right? We had a good hand, and then I went to your house to get ready to go fishing, so we had a few more pops at your house after the party. We had a busherita. So we had a busherita. Did you ever had a busherita, Pat? Sounds awful.
2: Take a mason jar, fill it with ice, pour a bush light in there, and then top it off with Jose Cuervo margarita mix, you know, the pre-made stuff.
1: It was fantastic. It was like a summer shandy kind of, like a real lightweight summer shandy. Sounds amazing.
2: You can only have one of them, though.
1: So anyway, I don't know how many beers we drank. We had Bush Light, we had Spotted Cow, we had that. Drank a lot of beer, and uh, I get home. We go to bed, and I get up at midnight, and I gotta, I gotta pee something fierce, like bad. So I go to the bathroom, and I'm peeing. I peed so long. I'm like, man, I might have to sit down and take like a break. I'm standing (laughs) for a long time, and uh, so I keep going, I keep going, and I was impressed at the length of time. It was like the scene from uh, A League of Their Own remember that when jimmy dugan walks in do you, you know what i'm talking about pat yeah never saw it it was like that okay And then he walks away and madonna's like that's some good pan what i didn't yeah no, right never yeah. Saw it. so when i got i went back to bed i did not realize because i'm kind of like groggy it's in the middle of the night little still not clear-headed yet you know and uh i get back in bed i didn't even realize kel was out pumping she was out in the middle of the night pumping and she gets back into bed and she immediately flips over to my side and goes Did you pee long enough? I can't believe you peed that long. She was (laughs) mad at me for peeing that long. She says, you're going to wake a baby peeing like that. She goes, that was like a fire hose for a full five minutes, you know? And I'm like, you heard it too. That was impressive, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. I can't believe you did that, you know? (laughs) Man, there's sometimes I pee in the morning, I feel like my feet are loose. You know what I mean? Yeah, I peed so much my watch is a little looser. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, so I got that crazy ass chewing, you know? Anyway, tell me more about you guys. Come on.
2: Uh, it's hot out there it's a warm one boys Deep. oh man I, think, I don't think i have to tell you you guys work in this stuff i, I oh, i'm lucky I got, a, I got a story
1: i got a story about working in this stuff today
2: all right i'm lucky enough to work in an air conditioned shop you know
1: so yeah. we work so like i'm on storm we're on special coverage for what we do we got to cover certain hours you know and uh <clears throat> so i get in there at three o'clock in the morning not much going on yet and it's six i get a call my truck won't start okay so i go out there and it's a ford six two gas and of course ford thank you ford for putting the crank position sensor underneath the intake manifold that used to be a thing you can do on the side of the road you take a 10 millimeter on a quarter inch ratchet and pop that thing out and stick a new one in there and you're cooking with gas no no ford i take the intake manifold off and it's under there somewhere anyway I i get a tow truck bring it back to the shop and uh so i'm about to crack into this thing the phone rings hello hi this is uh, so-and-so from Pat's shop. He says, <laughs> he says, uh, Gee, so Jim's working on this thinking that I'm the guy that works on everything. And I have always been that guy. <laughs> so, so this guy calls up and says, I know I'm not from your shop, but I'm from Pat's shop. And they said, they don't know how to fix it. So to call you guys, yeah. can you come out here and fix this thing? Cause Pat doesn't know how. And I said, where are you at?
0: As as it. First of all, um I do not know this guy. Uh we work for a pretty big company and there's a bajillion people. I've been where I'm at for about a month. So like I said, Jim <laughs> I, knew, I knew I'd trigger his ass. Like you know? a month and a week. I think this was like my fifth week or something like that. Yeah. And Jim Jim thinks that I, I own every truck, I work on every truck, and I have worked on I was the last one <laughs> the to location work on every he's truck.
1: at is notorious for junk trucks. Yeah. Like, I've taken a few call-outs this year. That's where you used to work, right? No. Wow. Oh. Um, so I, I've taken a few call-outs this year, like on the weekends and at night and early in the morning type stuff. They were all for his location trucks. None of them were for mine because they were all in my area. Yeah. And I get another one today. Pat says he can't fix it. Can you come out this and get so me off so the road? This so from Pat's shop. So the very one <laughs> I first- want to get into specifics because like they, like, they warn us with all their training that we have. If we talk about the company, like- we are now a representative for our company. So if yeah, you notice, we, we, we don't talk about where we work. We don't nor, get into specifics because we are now a representative that can be held accountable. for right. Oh, something. I know. Nor so, do I want to. Yeah, right. I, want, I, I don't want wear work shirts outside of work,
0: you know. Uh, I do if I'm like driving somewhere because the cops
1: are like, oh, you work Oh, you work there? Okay, well, you're good. So I had to go get Pat's pilot of crap off the road today. And you know what?
0: I think I dragged this thing in for a guy that was working on it. Some dude came from whatever company that works on those generators that are on those trailers, and uh, I had to go drag this thing over, and I, I didn't hook it up, so I probably would have figured it out if I had hooked it up. So, so over Mokina street,
1: What's that? Over Mokina? Right, yeah, right down the street from you. Yeah, you probably could stop by, man. Yeah, dude, what was it? Tinley Park? Oh, but I get out there, like, you're already, like, sweated through your shirt three times. It's now, like, you know, 10 in the morning, so you could have changed your clothes three times it was so yep. hot. I get out there and it was 97 degrees, and I'm like, God, this is like, this has got to be what it's like to be on the surface of the sun. It's you
2: 114 know? with the
1: heat index yeah. right
0: now. Dude, my shirts shrink onto me like like, like heat shrink.
1: Yeah. I don't know if you noticed too, like all your little fat spots get a little fattier. Yeah. You know, and like you're just just like, you just feel like, you feel
0: like, blubbier. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you guys I gotta mean, gotta I'm not like a skinny uh, guy to begin with, but like in that kind of heat, you feel like you're like, Oh know. Like, you're literally melting. Yeah, like nipples like start expanding. pointing further down towards yeah. the ground. You know? <laughs> you got to wear, like, FR stuff, yeah.
1: too, don't you? Yeah, we got to wear heavy FR jeans. Ah. And
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the light shirt I wore today, wink, wink, that was totally FR.
1: Oh, I don't wear, you only got to wear, I'm not getting into specifics. But anyway, yeah. so I had to go out and get Patch Pilot cramp off the road for him. You know, I appreciate it. I'm sure he wave. appreciates
2: it for you. Um, He'd do the same for you.
1: Oh, yeah. Can I tell you one other, we got to get on with like the episode. Can I, t- I got to tell you one other tragic thing that happened this week. What? So, Monday, so I told you I went I went fishing with Evan. We took Cal's car because it fits eight foot rods a lot better than a pickup truck. Because, you know, a pickup truck, they got to hang out. you know, they got the bed cover dangling yeah. on it. So I said, are you going anywhere? She says, no, can I take your car? Because you could put eight foot rods right over the seats and everything. Oh, yeah. So anyway, earlier, I thought me and Pat would make a video out of the trip we were going to do the day before. But then he slept in and didn't show up. Um, I don't remember this. <laughs> so anyway, but I had my camera in my waterproof backpack and me and everyone were going out in the spot. I almost said it, uh, <laughs> the spot. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to carry my camera with me. I'm going to take it out. And I'm going to put it in the back of Cal's car. Yeah. I forgot I did that in my mind. It was in my pickup. Cause like I, I thought I, I'm not used to taking somebody else's car. So I thought it was in the pickup the next day on Monday, Cal's like, she gets in her car. She goes, why does my car stink so bad? And uh, I go, oh, maybe I left my water shoes in there. You know, no, remember
2: they were in front of my house.
1: And so I then I remember I said, no, I took those out. So Kelly's like, well, there's a lot of water in the back of my car. I'm like, what is that from? And uh, so we get home. I get home from work, and she's like, oh, by the way, your camera was sitting in water. Oh. And mm. I'm like, the camera was sitting in water. I said that was in my truck. She says, no, it was in my car. So I'm that's like, why oh, you my... asked me
0: about the camera.
1: So oh. So this is a seven, I got a deal on this for $750, just the body, not the lenses, just the body, 750 bucks. And my water bottle leaked and filled up her floor mat that it was sitting on. It just barely touched. So on those kind of cameras, Nikon makes an extra, you can put a huge battery and it snaps into the bottom. Mm -hmm. Tommy used to have one on his. Yeah. And it filled that up. So I put the battery in, nothing. I'm like, son of a, you gotta be kidding me. Ooh. And uh, so I ended up taking this thing apart to, like, I, there 500 screws and you still can't get a cover to pop off, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and they're tiny screws, oh,
1: too. Oh, they're the tiniest little.
2: <laughs> you need eyeglass
0: screwdriver. Oh, well,
1: luckily I have a really nice one of those. So
0: yeah. the theme of this episode is Jim loves working on stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I get the camera all apart. I get, I'm, like, looking at it. I got, like, anything wiped out, any water I can. I put it back together and I have power. I'm like, all oh, right. So I go to put the, you got to take this, you know, the little ribbon connectors on circuit boards? Yeah. So I go to slide that back in and I broke it. Ooh. I had power. Ooh. Luckily, I was able to order that harness. So I still might have a camera, but I'm, I got to wait till like September 15th to find out. Ooh. You know? Hey, so, how come? I, so are you going to buy in, uh,
0: like a, like one like mine?
1: Well, I was looking at backups. And I just can't afford another camera right now. So if I do camera stuff, it's going to be all GoPro, you know? I, I usually end
2: from. up whenever I take yeah. something like that apart, it's like, I got three extra screws here. What, are, what,
0: <laughs>
1: what about mine? I got mine
0: for a super good price.
1: I couldn't find them for that cheap. That's what they say about Fords. Every time, you get, yeah, every time you, get, uh, you get done working on a Ford, you got, you got, they overbuilt their trucks because you got all these extra bolts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I always, whenever you end up with extra parts, I always say, hey, you're saving on freight costs. You know, you're, le- you're
0: lessening the weight. Anyway, I'm talking
1: talking about me. Go ahead. I want to hear about you guys.
0: My favorite is when you get done doing a giant project and all you got to do is hook up the wiring harness and it's an old, crappy, brittle piece of junk and it just explodes in your head. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) I know Bill had his pretty standard week. I had my Uh, uh, pretty
0: standard week.
2: Uh, We're working overtime. Uh, I got a couple machines that I need to ship out that I don't have parts for, but parts are not an excuse. So,
1: okay.
0: Um... I finally 100% completed my net cover and I know this sounds like a whole lot of work for just the damn net cover but uh it's awesome. I think you're I think you're really going to love it. You're going to buy one and you're going to be like, "Hey man, make one of these for me." A net cover? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so you don't have like the net in the bottom of your boat like it, it, it entraps all the netting. Oh, that's kind of nice. The other yeah. thing too
0: is my my dad really loves to make hooks go everywhere and uh,
1: These are early pops for me by the way. Go ahead.
0: Um he really loves to make hooks go everywhere, so when you have your net uncovered, it's just you're you're picking fourteen lures out of that thing by the end of the night, and uh, I just like it to be cleaner. I don't know, so I got this cover where you just toss this thing in. There's nothing; it doesn't get tangled in nothing. You're not gonna rip it. It's gonna preserve it. It's great. It's that would awesome. be nice. It totally is awesome. So, but yeah, I finished. Uh, I put some buckles on it, and it, it looks pretty. It looks pretty legit.
2: Man. We were out fishing a couple weeks ago when we went night fishing. He's like, "Hey, Bill, you may want to like move that net." Like in case we do get something on, I got my tackle box. My, yeah, my, look,
1: <laughs> he put everything he owned in the bottom of the net. <laughs> I'm i got like,
2: the, my tackle box, my water bottle, <laughs> like all my all my stuff sitting there on top of it. A bag of beanie better.
1: babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm bad to not like that. One. Uh, but yeah, but no, this thing
0: like uh, when you do finally go fishing with me, th- who knows? This might be after retirement. But uh, I'll as show sure you as it.
1: I'll know you ain't going You're just not gonna show up when we make plans. I know that.
0: Um, you, I all threw all him you off. have to do, all you have to do is just pull it right out of the net, and it flops open, and you pull the thing back. That's a good idea. Yeah, that is kind of nice. Uh,
1: yeah. We should we should really streamline that. Maybe sell some. You know? Yeah. And no, but this kind type of net, everybody
0: looks at me and they're like, "Why do you need that big of a net?" And I'm not. I'm not fishing for draws or nothing like that. But I like big nets. I, I like fished my whole are- life with a net that
1: was too small. So now I'm going with a net that's way too big. Too big of a net means you don't have to hit a bullseye every time you try to net something. Yeah. You can miss by a couple feet and still end up in there. I'm with you. Yeah. I was netting 35-inch fish out of a little bass net for the longest time, and I'm not doing that no more. Well, you we just... remember that big cat we got, and we only had that for the white bass run last year? Yeah, and We yep. had to get this big-ass cat. The net's this big around for bass, you know? And we're trying to get this thing in. The tail's like doing this on top. to like, get it in a boat. The other thing, too, the net that I had in my last boat
0: when I did have it, well, it's actually, you know, dad's net at that point. Well, when he would bring his stuff, I'd have to take his net. So this net took up one compartment in the boat, one entire
1: compartment. Oh, I, yeah, I know. And I only had three. Mine's not any better. So, right? I mean, mine's yeah. massive. Mm. My, I'm pretty sure two of us can get in mine, you yeah. know?
0: Oh, right. I can fit me, you,
1: <laughs> Bill, Ben, <laughs> Nick. I can fit everybody in that. We'll just make it as an even Volkswagen will fit in
0: that net, right? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing too, my dog goes nuts for it. When I take it out, she's like, "That thing's for netting me," you know. Like she, that's just. Oh, I'd have hilarious. to net the dog. I'd have to net the dog. She just tweaks. and then she eats my car key. So that's good. <laughs> hey,
1: and hey, oh, did you hear about this? No. So you know the push to start keys. You know what they call key for a reg?
0: Yeah. Wake up this morning, can't find my key. Found oh. it on the couch
1: in pieces. Oh no. Those are how much a piece from Ford? Five hundred and sixty-five.
2: Oh, that's.
0: A, they I came
1: understand. down in price because like the, the guy told me that that was going to be a five hundred dollar key for Cal's car. So they, they must have come it down. Is the same in, key? Yeah, same key.
0: Um, one hundred sixty-five bucks, but uh, so she chewed that up. Is that what you got? I'm struck? sure she enjoyed it. She must have, because who doesn't enjoy a two hundred dollar treat? But uh,
1: <laughs> believe it or not, you're going to miss that
0: dog chewing on stuff. I promise. No, you. I'm not. I can be mad about it in the moment. But My I little still, dog chewed up. How about it? He
1: chewed up yeah. everything he can find. And I miss that dog dearly. Yeah.
0: But yeah, no, I I know. I know. I can complain a little bit. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I did too. I but did This too. was the second time she did this. So I never replaced the first one. So now I'm driving a different vehicle to work. Yeah. And this, this is all happening right before I got to leave for work.
1: Remember I had those Oakley's. I was gonna say up.
2: you went through a few pairs of Oakley's.
1: Yeah, and th- those are the prescription ones. So I paid over three hundred dollars for these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That right dog th- has chewed up fifteen hundred dollars in glasses, and I'm not <laughs> exaggerating. Oh, I believe you, because I uh Leo uh he probably chewed up, I'd say about a thousand bucks of glasses. Once a year he chewed a pair of glasses on me. Yeah. I would say I'd be worried about her chewing on my musculars, but I'm
0: pretty sure she's gonna figure that one out pretty pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. hooked through the nose. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I can't
2: with the barb and everything
1: oh no anyway so i don't did we mention what we're talking about today best and worst fishing stories no did we mention it okay so so like i'm having a hard time with this so i'm gonna tell a couple like good ones and a couple bad yeah i I don't don't have one of each i've got a bunch this was cal's idea because she goes you're going to a place this weekend that you've been going to pretty much since you were a kid and like why don't you tell like a good story and a bad story from there and oh, is I,
0: it you want it to be from there?
1: No, no, no. That's that. I, I told her yesterday, or two days ago, whenever I text you guys, whatever day I text you guys, I said, I'm trying to think of a good topic for the episode. I said, because sometimes, like, the littlest detail, and it's like, oh, that's good. We could talk about that, you know, just a little detail. And uh, that's what she came up with. I'm like, she's right. We're going to a spot that we've been going to since 2004 we've been going there. So next year will be 20 years we've been going to this place. Um
2: yeah. Yeah. For you guys, it's only been probably about what, oh, maybe true. 10 for me.
1: And uh, uh, So anyway, actually, the one thing I was going to say, I want to plug in here. Do you remember my story time Friday for the Little Red Bar? I was doing that. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So if I can get it in there easily, here is the Little Red Bar story time I did in episode 52. Episode That'll 52. is so okay. our one-year anniversary. So here's that. All right. So this is kind of unedited. This is the little thing I wrote a, a while ago. Um and Pat knows about this, but this one's called the Little Red Bar. I, I don't think we did this. I'm going to go with it, all right? So I, I'm just going to read. It doesn't sound like I'm reading because I am. So the Little Red Bar. The Little Red Bar is located at the bottom of Indian Trail Resort in Cooteray, Wisconsin. There's two choice methods of getting there. The first, you follow the road until it ends, and you see an aging wooden sign stating, Welcome to Indian Trail Resort. The second, and possibly the most popular method, is to travel across the 17,000 acres of water that is claimed by the Chippewa Flowage. You tie up at a square floating dock with a typical warm Wisconsin welcome. When you walk up a few stairs, you'll be standing in a pipestone patio, which was laid after carving out the surface of the steep shoreline. The patio bar was dug in 1945 by Don Hendy and his family after returning from World War II. They actually tunneled under the original tavern to create what is now known to be as the Little Red Bar, the walls are large stones cemented together, all, lo- all from local materials because that was the way it was in 1945. You pull open a heavy log door, and after passing, through, after passing over the threshold, you have traveled back in time. You proceed to the bar and pull out a stool, order a beer, or one of their own cocktails named after the lures made famous by the muskie fishing culture on this lake. Within the first few moments, everyone can't help but notice impressive wall mounts and ancient cash register. This place is drowning in history, and one of my favorite stories happened on October 20th, 1949. It was a cold day on the flowage. A few muskie fishermen walked into the Little Red Bar to warm up and possibly indulge in a refreshment. They traveled not quite one one half mile back out to Fish Graveyard Point. The lucky fisherman was Louis Spray who landed the world record muskie of 69 pounds 11 ounces after all warming up in my favorite bar. The bar has had much needed repairs over the years. And good thing local historian and muskie guy John Detloff owns the resort. Through the 2000s, he had restored the bar exactly to its original glory. Oh. While sitting at the bar, you'll notice overhead, you'll notice overhead various lures hanging from hooks. These were all built by local lure makers, and is usually a popular pattern for the chipola flowage. In fact, when I was a kid, I bought a black Kaiser globe and proceeded to catch my first muskie with it. At this moment, I was able to return to the resort and proudly ring the steel bell that hangs right outside the bar to let everyone know I caught a muskie. I never decided which was better, catching that fish or ringing the bell. But both are eternally burned in my brain with memories of the Little Red Bar. So if I got it in there, we are going to be at that bar sucking on beers in no time. So I am going to like legitimately spend more time
0: actually in that bar.
1: I, I like going in there. Um I like going in there when John's in there more than just like some random kiddo that is in like just man in the place. I like going in there and actually talking. I like know?
2: going my favorite time to go in there. I have two favorite times. One, like like three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Before dinner, you stop in there, you have a quick beer, only maybe one or two people in there. Yeah, right. And then my other time is like when we get off the water, it's what, nine, ten o'clock. We've already had a couple of beers, you go in there and just see who's there. Yeah. You have another beer or two. Just chit chat with people. You never stay very long. You never in there for like four hours or anything. You have like one or two beers and
1: so if we if, should you, see if, if I, we can snag an interview. If I did the uh, we might. Um, so if we did if we if you did hear that story, I really want to ring that fuck bell this year. That so. was
0: a very pronounced. On the <laughs> beginning of there. Yeah, because I'm, that. Because I'm out. that serious about it because
1: <laughs> it's that rewarding. If you guys end up going to this resort, if anybody like, takes this as a recommendation, you go to the resort, there's nothing more rewarding than coming in. You want to tell us real I, quick?
2: I will tell this. So, Jim, the first night we were there, I just got this up on memories. It was, what, seven or eight years ago. Uh, I sent it to you.
1: Twenty. I proposed the night before we left for that trip. So I'm going to say August of 2015. Yeah, you so. proposed and then just was like, hey, I'm gone. Bye. I proposed Friday night. After I got off, I was working the afternoon, so I didn't get home until midnight. And I proposed at midnight. It was the one time in the nine years I've been working for this company that Cal's been awake when I got home. One time. Huh. And it happened to be the night that I was like nervous about it. I had this ring and it's like, oh, my God. You know, if you ever propose, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. What'd
2: she
0: say?
1: And uh, she said No. Oh, and we've been okay. happily married for seven years yeah. ever since. <laughs> yeah, imagine
0: strapping that ring to a dog that chews on things.
2: So anyway, it was it was seven or eight years ago, and um, the first night we're out we're out at the church bars, and Jim ties into a muskie. Perfect time of night too. It was right at like twilight. John Sun was, was there, down, and John was there. He was actually, like, taking pictures of the fish and everything, and he actually was scooting over to us. He and, took uh, a
1: million pictures of, of like us. Like, he was
0: out in his boat, and you were out yeah, yeah, right next fish to in your boat? to Fishing the
1: same spot. Yep. And he ended up, chuk, 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 chuk. he took pictures of the entire fight, and then he lost him. I never got him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah.
2: But so then, you know, he, he lands his fish. We take pictures and everything. We get it back in the water safely. And we keep fishing, nothing else. We didn't see anything else. And so we go back in, and there's, everybody's at the bar. Everybody it's just it's the loaded. entire
1: resort plus some yeah you know yeah. if people
2: were coming in from other resorts and stuff remember that one guy whatever and so jim comes in
1: da ding ding <laughs>
2: what you got wanna tell us all about it. it was it was very let triumph. me get you
1: a beer and i had yeah. a lot of arms around me and, yeah. you know and i welcomed in the bar <laughs> where'd yeah. you get them what'd you use them? And right and deep, we, was it? i'm pretty sure we got kind of slashy that night uh, talking i'm to like people. the
2: third wheel i'm just sitting there like i
1: didn't get anything yeah
2: <laughs> I, I I netted the fish. Uh,
1: I was in some of those pictures, John. too. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: Uh, so it, no, it was a very triumphant victory for Jim. And then, so we fished the whole rest of the week. I think we had some weird weather weather patterns yeah, that week we too. Yeah, we
1: front after front after front, and then
2: but we hit it hard. Yeah, we did. We we definitely did. We um, thought
1: it was going to be an excellent week when we you land one in the first fifteen minutes of being there. You're like, all right, here we go. Yeah. So we we were
0: real young when we first started going there, and we were. Not doing so hot. The, you know we were learning musky fishing, so we weren't doing so hot in the in first couple of years. And you know we were just youngsters. And I remember Jim telling me it was, it was get, it was getting to a frustrating point by this point because we were we were we straight up didn't know what we were doing. But Jim get, Jim looks at me. He's like, when I ring that bell, I'm bringing a baseball
1: bat. <laughs> <I'm> gonna, you're <laughs> gonna hear that from the <laughs> other side. So anyway, so
2: uh, we fish and fish and fish. I finally. Uh, we went out the morning. I think it was was it the day before we were leaving. We were leaving the next morning, or it was maybe um, the morning we were leaving.
1: No, it wasn't the morning we were leaving. But we fished for a couple of days with no it no was, action. Then it was None. the morning.
2: It was the morning before we were leaving, and I caught out uh, just a small. And when he
1: means morning, he means like five thirty in the morning. Yeah, like there wasn't that much light out there yet. So like lunchtime for you? <laughs> yeah.
2: So we're out there casting, and I, I land a uh, uh, just a hybrid tiger muskie um not a very big one what was it 33 man. or 34 no i bet
1: you it was 38 or Dude, those are a gem man
2: it, it was a very pretty fish it was beautiful so it,
1: it was it was very cool to see that because yeah. Yeah. yeah the tigers and especially in that lake are not that common yeah you know
2: so i tied into that one we landed it we took some pictures um released them and then we just went about our day kept casting and everything like okay we're happy both of us got one successful trip and uh, so then we go back in. I think we were going in for lunch because it was like eleven. I think 30.
1: breakfast. No, we were, it was early because the people were still in bed.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: Remember, people were like, uh, I go, I keep going the story. It'll make sense. But remember, people were like looking out their cabins like, what's yeah. going on down there? There was nobody
2: around. But it was like 11.30, you know? And no, it's not it
1: was earlier than that. I'm telling you. We got out super early. I thought it was. I, thought I remember it being Like if we started fishing at 5 and we fished for three, four hours without taking a break, it's now 9, Yeah. 8.30.
2: I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's mid to late morning, and so I'm like, should I ring the bell now, or should I should I wait till later? And he's like, well, we, we pulled up. You might as well. We kind of we talked about it because it's like I just caught this fish. Are you gonna wait till later to ring the bell when? Hey, you caught this fish at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, no, it's, like it's seeing, either
0: you get. It's either you ring it like after like the morning rush is over and people are already back. Yeah. Or you wait till nighttime when people are already back. But hey, like the hey, thing is, you, like
1: if we waited any later, everyone would be like, "Oh, we've already seen you guys a couple of times. You're just ringing that thing now. It would look like a lie. Yeah. It just would have looked like a lie."
2: When did you guys catch that? Oh, I caught it about five thirty this morning. Like, mm, okay. It'd be well, like, look, you're looking for attention.
1: Well, then you caught it. So I decided minutes ago.
2: So then, well, the pictures were—you can clearly
1: see—and not just that, but he keeps that very—he's very, very, very specific with his chart, and so like you don't want to mess with that. No, you know, you want to respect the chart.
2: So there's nobody around. I rang the bell,
1: and so we're like waiting. We're like looking around, like who's coming. (laughs) <laughs> nobody, nobody gave a shit. Pat, nobody gave a shit. It was like, it, and I was nobody just, cared. Everyone was like, "What is that? Who's ringing so, that bell on there?" I was
2: giving Jim a hard time the entire week. I was like, "Yours was so much more triumphant than mine." <laughs> and then, I, and then we actually got asked later on. Yeah, somebody was ringing that bell this morning. Oh yeah, that was me. I caught a muskie. Do you want to see some pictures? No, uh, I don't. Nah, no,
0: really. <laughs> I've seen musky somebody before. was ringing that damn bell. It <laughs> <morning. laughs> woke me
1: up. But that bell is one of the most rewarding things. It really is. No, it's a, it's a nice touch. If I ever, my me and Kel's goal is to own a summer home. And yeah. if it's ever on musky water, I will have a cast iron bell at my house. And then the neighbors will know, oh, they got one tonight. You know? Yeah. So. No, I think for the
0: first four years, they're going to be like, this dude rings this bell sometimes. Why?
1: <laughs> Some <laughs> Why? People, They come over on their golf cart. Why are you ringing that thing? <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Do you insist on waking my children up? Um... I'll tell you what, we're just going to skip the news today because we're going to go into a few more things. I was
0: going to say, we've been talking Real for a
1: quick, while. Real quick, I've got one quick PSA,
0: if you don't mind. Oh, no, I don't mind at all. Um, go ahead. You could even do your news article. So, we well, hot. no, this is a news article. So, uh, Devil's Lake, super popular area. I know a bajillion people that go You've up You've been there a million times too, right? Uh, I've been to Devil's Head. I've been to Devil's Lake maybe three
1: times believe it or not the only time i've been to devil's lake was in the middle of winter with Cal. right when we first started dating we're like we need to we need to break the winter blues up and go somewhere so i've been on that same stretch
0: of cliffs but just on the snowboarding part of him um but some dude got split up from his group and fell 50 feet to his death so uh just remember this is the midwest i know like people don't like oh this is just some wisconsin hills but 10 feet will kill you you know. Yeah. So, oh
1: yeah. I mean, we get on some ladders at work, and the concrete floor will splatter your head if you hit it right. You know. Oh yeah.
0: But not just that. There's going to be nothing to stop you on your way down. And I've looked down some of those, and you're you're thinking like, oh, you know, old ladies walk these. You know, a bunch of different people walk these, and it's just like they are so much more dangerous than they let on. Well, day.
1: the one thing too is I know it's not the Rocky Mountains, but it's that that is in the mid- like I shouldn't say the middle, but it, that is on the edge of the driftless region. Yeah. Oh yeah. This so definitely- you still have rock bluffs yep. that come out of nowhere. And they're you know? jagged.
0: And they're loose. And there are all sorts of bad stuff, so you just got to watch. Just
1: be
2: careful
0: out there, everyone.
1: One thing, I, I do have a quick news article. Let me just run through this. I had it like laid out more, but yeah. Live reported this, that right now, this time of year, if you're in Michigan, uh, there is a freshwater jellyfish. Did you ever hear of this? I didn't no. know this. What? So Michigan freshwater jellyfish late summer is the best time to see. They are native to China and were first documented in Michigan 100 years ago, most likely introduced by transporting ornamental animals. So like if you got a fish tank, Brad... If you got a fish tank, like if probably came over, <laughs> I told him you were in a fish tank. You want to get in fish tanks, by the way. But if you were like transporting those, they may have gotten loose. Or if you dumped out your fish tank that had one, you know, mm-hmm. I say flush that thing down the toilet. But uh, <clears throat> so they, they first came over by transporting ornamental aquatic plants and fish. So Michigan DNR said they are in most lakes and streams throughout Michigan. Never heard of this before in my life. Okay. I haven't spent a lot of time in Michigan. I've spent some. Uh, late summer and early fall are the best time to see them. They will not hurt you and are not dangerous, uh, to the ecosystem. They do have stinging cells, but are too small to sting humans. Kind of like a, uh, daddy long leg. Um, they are not considered true jellyfish, but are distantly related to and resemble jellyfish in the Medusa stage. I didn't know the Medusa was a stage. Do you know Medusa was a stage? I thought it was the name of uh, you, or-
2: No, I'm, I'm not a, uh.
0: It's, it's an aquatic, like, uh. I think Medusa is like a, isn't that like a fairy tale with like some lady that? No, she's
2: a. Three. I think it's a Greek or Roman goddess. Okay. Turn them and uh, she had the snakes for hair, and if you looked yeah. at her in the eyes, she turned them to stone. Yeah. Oh. But th- I'm not a jellyfish was expert. A
1: chaos lure. That's all I knew. So, but they're in uh, Medusa stage when they are the size and oh and at, right now they are the size of a penny to a quarter when you see them. That's it. Huh. Yeah. Okay. They're rare to find, but they are very still or they, they like to live in very still and slow moving water. So that was one of the articles I want to say, because if you're in Michigan listening to this, jellyfish are out there to go look at. Damn Chinese. <clears throat> um so moving on, I wanted to make sure I we covered everything. Yep. So we're talking best, yes, please. We are talking best and worst fishing stories. oh uh, no, I'm good, dude. So are, are those sure? those lemon ones? No, no, these are just they're corn just, cans. They're man. corn cans. Corn no. cans. Come on,
2: have a beer. I'm no. still. I,
1: I like. I like drinking these because I'm not allowed to buy Bush products, so I have PBR products at home.
2: They're going down like nice and easy today because it's so hot at You
1: wouldn't it know it down here, man. This is a. This is a wine cellar down this here. This is nice. <laughs> this is nice. I actually to get used to my upstairs, I have to go back outside, and get acclimated outside, and then so it feels cool in the house.
0: See, that's the whole thing that I can't do is just in and out, in and out. It's one or the other. You get sick be, that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You get wicked sick that way.
1: So we're going to start off. Do you guys want to start off with the best or the worst? I think for some reason in my brain, worst seems mm. to be mm-hmm. the story to start off with. Okay, what do you think?
2: So I don't – I was thinking about this. I have some bad fishing stories. Um, but as far as like worst, I, I don't know what would be the worst. I have one that made me feel particularly bad. I left a whole box of Jim's muskie lures on the back of a boat before we, like, drove up to Pewaukee. And I felt that I probably lost probably 200 bucks worth of lures.
1: Yeah. Oh, they, every, they, they were all gone. They, so the, the, we we were kids, first of all, all right? <clears throat> and we just, like, really started, like, branching out on, on our own. We're going to be explorers of muskie fishing, you know? And and we were doing
2: day trips, like, all the time. Oh, I remember Every again. weekend.
1: Yeah, they started at 3 in the morning, and then they ended at the bar at midnight, you know? And but Bill really wanted to pack the boat. I just want to say that you told me I'm packing the boat this time because I usually pack the boat.
2: I did. I did say that. And uh, so, what do you call that part between like right where the motor mount is? It the gunnels?
1: The gunnels are the top, are the like the top rails of the boat.
2: Okay, so it was like it was like a least nice, I don't even know what you would call that part of the boat. It was the back of the boat. And, oh,
0: the, like where the splash water drains out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think they call that like a. Um, Oh, man. I had it. I lost it.
2: Uh, yeah, I it's, don't
1: know. I, I it's called something splash.
2: But we get up there, and Jim's like, I'm missing a whole box of lures. And I'm like.
1: Yeah, go to, I go to put something on, whatever it was, and I'm like, it's, it's not here. It might, the one thing I've been looking for for years, and I finally remembered that story, is my I have a huge loon color that I got from the muskie shop, wobbler. Yeah. It was one of my favorite lures to throw. And it's gone. And I think it was in that box. I have I, a loon
0: Hogwobbler.
2: But I, 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 I left it there on accident. It obviously, didn't do it on purpose. And he's looking for it. I'm like, did I leave it on the back of the boat? Because I was packing it up and everything. And I, I did. I, it's somewhere on i 294. It just 294,
1: it, 94 into Milwaukee. Something.
2: It, it just disappeared, and <laughs> I felt so bad about that it wasn't like obviously it wasn't nobody got hurt or anything but it's like well I, that we know of that you we imagine know of.
1: Imagine, imagine there's a few tires oh, yeah. that got changed after <laughs> that like, what is this <laughs> we took a fish hook out of your tire yeah. that'll be 250 bucks please. but
2: i got up there and i felt so bad i was i, I think I, I bought you a, few, a couple extra lures just to oh, make yeah. up for you, it you
1: made you but like th- things happen things you know. happen but it's like at the same time at, i don't even hold that against you because we like, weren't
2: rich at the we you know we we're not rich now but like we didn't make a whole lot of money. No, I like, mean
1: we were. I mean we were sub twenty dollars an hour. This
2: was this was two, at least two hundred bucks in musky lures. So it's like it'd be like taking yeah, uh no, you know
1: I, yeah trust me I know it'd
2: be like taking seven hundred dollars in musky lures from you now. It's, it's
1: well like for instance like right now for me to go buy a thirty five dollar musky lure back then it was probably the equivalent if that the same lure was a hundred dollars. Right, just like you really thought about it. What yeah. color do I actually need? You know. In fact, most of my lures still are. I mean, they're at least 10 years old, most of them. Yeah. I've, I've gotten a few and you know. I would say more than half of mine are 10 plus.
2: But anyway, that was my first one. It wasn't like a, a the worst experience, but it was just an experience that I'll never forget just how bad I felt.
0: So I've got a quick one. This isn't like a the worst day, but uh, one time we were launching Jim's boat, and we were young. And so launching the boat in my family for some reason— it's not for me. I could do it, no problem by myself. I could do my sleep, yeah. yeah. And but it was always this really stressful thing. Jim makes people nervous. He does. Jim has a natural way of doing that. <laughs> he does. He's he very good at it. Makes people nervous. It, he he made some the people think nervous I am, at sorry? his
1: wedding. Some people okay. think I embellish a little bit, you know, in my stories. Can you believe that? You know.
2: No, it's you make people nervous. Oh. So you like double triple check everything that you do. And why is it taking you so long?
0: Well. So Jim loves to make people nervous. We've established that, and um, so I was the guy down at the bottom that <laughs> had to unhook the boat before it actually like actually like touched water,
1: right? Yeah, you so tap the brakes and it goes flying off. So, so well, we tap the brakes. I get
0: it all unstrapped. So I thought, and uh, boat hits the water. Jim taps on the brakes and it goes poof. And Jim's like, take it off, take it off, and I'm like, what? I go out and he st- knew, he knew
1: that I left the safety strap on,
0: like the safety chain. <laughs> I can only he, imagine. I'm telling you, and he, we hit, hit that man. He chewed my ass out.
1: I hit that boat so hard, I thought the headlights fell out of the truck. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. so
0: hard, and it's such a jolt too when you get oh, like a hard It's
1: funny because you could, you know, when somebody's expecting an ass chewing, when I came flying out of that truck, red face, man. Pat, Pat already had this blank stare, like. Oh my god! Here, here we go! <laughs> I killed the boat,
0: you know, and uh, or
2: ripped the safety chain. But off. no,
0: everybody else would have been like, "Oh, dude, you gotta take the safety chain off. What are you doing?" You know, but, <laughs> I, left,
2: <laughs> I, I left, I left the straps on on the on the blue boat going into displ, uh, displays. Yeah, one the trailer's time. floating
1: away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, did you leave uh, the
2: straps on? Oh yeah.
0: Uh, because I was so mad about my boat getting scratched the other day, I forgot to pull the motor up. You didn't hit anything though, right? No, I got lucky. But man, that could have been real bad. No. Those I, are your guys' worst stories. No, 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 no. That was just a quick tidbit. Oh, of okay.
1: Messing yeah, that was Jim's
2: things. Why? What was your worst story?
1: Uh so like, here's the thing. Before I say all this, is like, there was a lot of bad things that happened, but not the worst. But I will tell you, I had the one I'll tell you. I I don't know if I told it on the podcast, or not. I'm sure you guys heard the story. Um, and. But I don't know if I ever said on the podcast, I hate to be, like, redundant with the same old stories all the time, you know? But uh, do, you, do you have, like, a main bad one that you want to talk about?
0: Yeah, but, I mean, if you want to go no, with No, 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 go
1: ahead. I, um, I'm wondering if one of your guys' stories will spark something in my mind. So I, I this is a combination of two about. stories. Um, for the longest time, when we'd go
0: on vacation, keep mine super young, uh, I always had a motor that... I would be bringing it up, and it was like an old antique, and you know we worked on it a little bit before going up there.
1: I know where this yeah. is going. <laughs> Jim
0: knows where this is going, but uh, so I was the owner of the resort would always get mad because he Can knew. Can I that they tell the story? No, no, no. hold up. You could tell it at the end, but the owner of the resort always knew that. Okay, this family they they get a rental boat, and these boats for I'm willing to bet they never got like. Well, we get had a free our rental boat. Yeah, we you get a free, free rental.
1: rental that Pat always took advantage
0: of. Let's say that yeah. we always had our own boat. So for the longest time I didn't have my own motor. So I was always bringing up like a super old, like 50 Scott Atwater or a uh, something, you know, just something super old. It was a
1: 1956 Scott Atwater five horse.
0: And, uh, yeah, the one time I brought up like this orange Elgin that did like a half a mile an hour, but it was more than enough for me to get to where I was going. But, uh, I think I know this one. So <laughs> You know this one because yeah. I laugh about Everybody, uh, everybody all at this, this time. Point. I
1: love this story. So
0: I'm I'm running this motor and it's running great and I'm, it I'm whipping around. I'm whipping around out there having a great time. I never realized that the water pump never was pumping, and I I was on the verge of burning this thing up. And. uh I got. I was pulling up to the dock, and Jim can do it like a pro with an aircraft carrier. You know, like he's yeah. just good at this. And when I was a kid, like you'd have everybody on the dock watching you. So hey, I, like I appreciate said, the
1: compliment, but you also have to remember I've always had very easy boats to do this with. So I didn't have that boat. I don't yeah. know how it would have went with so
0: that boat. So the the the, the twenty five um, that has it all on the grip.
1: All on the grip is the only way to do throttle. You know, right. I wish my boat it's, had it all on. It's a even
0: rip. easier than the boats that we have today. It is. It's, yeah. it's a
1: thousand times easier.
0: And I accidentally put my boat in forward. It didn't hurt anything. But I accidentally put my boat in forward when I meant to put it in backwards. But anyway, uh, during this scenario, this was one that you had to turn around. So the whole pulling into the dock thing was not a real like. You had to be like. Really no, good.
1: you're screwed up a detail there. That is not how that went. No, no, no. That Scott Atwater had reverse on it.
0: Oh yeah, it it, it did have reverse. But you have to turn around. And you have to hold the grip oh, of one hand.
1: Oh, I thought you meant you had to turn the motor around. No, 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 we have, no, we have those old three horse engines that you have to turn around. There's one speed; which it goes forward, you know. And so if there's no neutral. And if you want to go reverse, you turn the motor 180 degrees. I thought that's what so you. So you have two options: either turn around and do
0: it because you, so you can see it, or you can try and cram your hand back there and maybe burn it. So I always turned around and look, and uh, all these motors, same thing. And I was pulling up to the dock. About to go put it in reverse. I let off the throttle and this thing dies. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I know this one. <laughs> I'm, I'm like uncontrolled at this point. And it, the wind's blowing. All sorts of bad stuff's about to happen. And uh, so I kind of panicked a little bit. And at the same time, I was burning this motor up. And I kind of knew it. And uh, maybe I didn't know that I part. This is
1: the first time I'm hearing that detail. I didn't know that.
0: So I've got. I think you and dad were on the shore, right? Oh, we watched it. We watched this whole thing. So... They're very, they make you very nervous. They're very super judgmental. Oh, you'll Blame me. You'll hear blame about me. this for the next 35 years of your life. <laughs> oh, even I'm least, only 32. At least 35. And uh, yeah, they'll never. this is an unforgettable story, of course. <laughs> you will never hear the end of this. And uh, so now I'm pulling up to these nice boats because the where I was parking on the dock you were in between these nice oh, boats. Oh,
1: everything's like 18-foot Alumacraft, 20-foot Lund, 20-foot Ranger, you know? Here comes <laughs> so, in his 1930 fiberglass <laughs> boat and his 1956 Scott
0: Atwater. So I I turn around and I give it a little bit more choke because I know it's going to start with just a little hint of choke in there, yeah. right? And I start this thing up. These things don't have the, like, oh, you're not in neutral safety. Um, <laughs> so this thing starts up. And, you know, with an old motor, you crank them, right, oh, yeah. to start them up. So I start this thing up, crank it, and uh, didn't know it was in neutral, and I whack into a boat, right?
1: <laughs> so uh, then like
0: three boats, but yeah. So then I back off. And they're just, barking and screaming at me by this point. Did and you I mention the part
1: up. that you're pulling into the dock with them when
0: this yeah. all happened? Okay, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so then I whack into a boat, which I felt horrible about. I don't think I broke anything. No, um, no,
1: it was the lightweight boat, and you weren't going very
0: fast. And so I back <laughs> up, and I, I back up from the force of hitting those boats like this, <laughs> and I do it again. I, I, same <laughs> so he gets thing. the thing started so
1: boom, boom, nervous boom, 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 you know?
0: so nervous i'm whacking into an eighty thousand dollar toughie and uh i do it again and at this point i just kind of hand myself into the dock and I'm yeah just like, i've heard that yeah, story. So like i love
1: do- it so if you're wondering why he had so many boats the way the docks are set up is there's posts in the grounds and then you pull up and everybody exits over the front of the boat you only you pull in and there's these posts there's nowhere to exit off the side it's actually super neat and yeah. uh it's the easiest way to dock a boat. You yeah. pull up, and the tires—the old tires, those tires are from like the twenties or yeah. thirties. Oh, dude, there. yeah, know. Know? Like,
0: like the treads worn off of them from being old, yeah. not from being used. Not from being used, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they were new at one point. Yeah, just but, the sun ate them, you know. But uh, uh, so yeah, that that was a real bad day. So that, that was supposed to be the quick story, to turn into this whole thing. Uh, another time now. Now this is the Alumacraft that we're in. We're about. In this boat where we were fishing, and you know the spot. It's a very popular spot we were fishing, and we are far, far away. Middle of the night, storm's coming in, and uh, blowing the wrong direction, too. You know, sometimes you think to yourself, well, if my boat died, at least I could get scooted back with via the wind, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. No, wrong way. And uh, I think <laughs> to myself, okay, got to get this motor started. And the 25 does this thing where after you get it all warmed up and it's running great, you could just, like... Fart on the flywheel, and this thing will start. Right?
1: Yeah, you pull out probably three feet of rope to get it started normally. Yeah. But when this thing's warmed up and primed up, ready to go, you need about, I mean, two inches of rope. And it's like by the time you pull it all the way back, it's been running for this far. Yeah. You know, for two feet of rope. So we've been out there for a few hours, with the motor shut off at this
0: point, blowing around in the wind. So I thought for sure this thing was cooled off. So I don't want to waste a little pull doing that. You know, I'm a macho man, right? So I pull on this thing, like I'm pulling it out four feet. You know, big old standing on the back of the boat type of thing, and it starts two inches out, and I had four feet of pole left in me, so I'm like falling backwards and I break the rope. Oh no! And uh, th- we didn't have the emergency rope either, which was super dumb. I we could have figured out something, I'm sure, but so that was a real bad day. And then on the way home,
2: but you you got in all right, right? Oh yeah,
0: we got in. Like, but this is one of those things like could have been if dead. the motor dies, you are screwed. You know, yeah. it, trolling motor back. Yeah, well, the trolling motor wouldn't have been able to block that wind. No way. And uh, so yeah, that was a bad day. But uh, got soaked on the way back too. So is that it for yours? Yeah, I've, I've I've even got one. Well, and it's not one more. But you you heard my what probably will be my worst day of fishing ever. What just happened in June with the phone and the anchor and the boats. And oh the, yeah, we've already
1: heard that story. That was pretty bad. Yeah, but that's that's ranking. Um, Too soon, but it's still ranking. Mine, I got two I can run through real quick. Um, Do it. So the boat Pat's talking about, we grew up on. My dad's had it since 1981. And it, it all of us, there's four of us kids in the family. We all grew up on that boat. We're very attached to that boat. And the one time Pat could not come on, uh, he was starting high school. We went to two different schools. And uh, Pat couldn't make it on the trip that year because his, like, we scheduled for the week based on my school and not realizing that Pat was going to start a week earlier. So Pat had to skip that year.
0: It was, my, it was actually my first week of high school. It was my freshman year. Yeah. So it was like, There's I, no just, skipping I, that. I had to go,
1: yeah. Um. So Pat had to miss that year. So it was just me and my dad up there. Well, for anybody that knows my dad, let me just give you a description. He likes to fish in the morning a little bit. He likes to take a nap, eat some food. No, I should say eat some food, take a nap, putts around a cabin, maybe play with an old fishing reel whatever playing with something
2: this is vacation
1: this is vacation and i'll tell you what until i started working for a living back then i did not understand why does this guy like taking naps like i want to be out fishing why is he like taking naps get a job where you're working the heat you quickly understand why he likes taking naps and not like killing himself out in the boat yeah um so anyway but the one thing is he's a gadget guy he's a very much a gadget guy so he's got the set of binoculars that were made in Germany by some guy in 1934 and he found them and he bought them and he's like, look at how you can see through these things. Yeah, dad, I can see things. They look closer to me now. You know, I never was that impressed by the stuff. But he loved that stuff. He absolutely yeah. loved it. Still does. Um so he had he had uh, not monocles. What do you call the what do you call the one-eyed ones? Monocular. Monocular. <clears throat> okay, so he had monoculars. he had binoculars, he had all his little gadgets in the boat. So he was doing one of his nap times, you know, whatever. And so I'm like, well, I'm going fishing. And so I went back to one of Bill's favorite spots, probably your favorite spot, actually, if I had to guess. Moonshine. Moonshine Lake. And Moonshine Lake in the triple Flowage, if you've ever been back there, it's a narrow channel that's shallow, that's weedy. There's a lot of stuff in there because it's just kind of, it was a flowage. It was its own independent lake, and then it was flowed together. And uh, so I get all the way back there. You got to putz back there. You know, you're not really cruising back there. And I get back there, and I'm fishing, I'm fishing, I'm fishing, I'm fishing. And I'm fishing right on this tree line. Like, the trees are like, you're, you're here, and the trees go straight up over your right shoulder. So you can't see the weather coming. You know, the weather's off to the end. And so I'm sitting there fishing, fishing, fishing. I notice the wind kick up, and I'm looking at the trees. And I'm like, ah, it's just, you know, it's afternoon time. The wind's going to kick up a little bit. And, uh, well, all of a sudden, over these trees is a shelf cloud. It's black. And I'm like, oh, my God. God, we got a hell of a storm coming in. Yeah. I'm in the back of Moonshine.
2: Yeah, you got a 10 minute ride. I, right. Every bit of it.
1: And so I'm going to be brave this time, and we are going to hustle back because all of my dad's gear is in the boat still. It was a nice, beautiful day. He thought it was going to continue being a nice, beautiful day, and we got a major storm right here, right now. Yeah. And so he's got he's got all these like very expensive, hard to find things on the boat. I'm like, I got to get back. I'll be the I'll be the jerk of the the year if I don't if this stuff gets ruined. You know. Yeah. And uh, so I'm in the back of Moonshine, fire up the old 25 pass talking about, like he's saying, when it's warm, it's, you know, it's right now, it's instant ignition. And like I told you, that channel you usually idle through because you just don't want to hit anything. I mean, I'm going to hit this thing full bore. I'm going to hit this thing full bore. That year was low water. And so I'm now in a boat. I'm underage. I'm probably, what, how old would I have been, Pat? If you were started in high school, so maybe I was 16, maybe I was of age, okay. Yeah, no,
0: you were 16.
1: All right, so I'm 16 years old and you know, grew up in this boat. I know this boat pretty decent. And so I take off, I go, I head down moonshine, you know, and I go to make that curve down the channel and I cut it too close. And there was this underwater stump. This tree, I'm telling you, the tree stump was the size of this table. I think it's still there, it's still there, but that boat mark's still there. So anyway, I cut this corner too close and boom, the f- boat. I'll just put an edit in yeah. there. I kinda got excited Beep. there um the boat went flying up the whole left side of the boat went up the gunnels were like skimming a it seemed like the gunnels were skimming across the water and i thought it rolled it i thought i rolled this thing at 20 miles an hour 25 miles an hour yeah and i'm trying so now i'm trying to like avoid my dad's stuff getting wet and quickly through your mind you're thinking you just lost everything in the boat you know and a boat hit this thing and went up boom it landed back flat I literally, I remember throwing it neutral and stopping because like the adrenaline is just like hitting you. Uh, uh. You just hit this, you just hit this object, and the boat went flying out with uh, like completely unsuspecting. Right, you know, and uh, I thought it maybe dented the boat. I was looking for leaks. I hit that thing so hard, I, I just, I, I couldn't believe it happened. And uh, I've I've had a lot more respect for Back by Moonshine, if you notice. Uh, I have a lot of respect.
2: Yeah, except my damn uh, walkie-talkie still sunk, sitting down there.
1: Oh, yeah. I lost, a cu- I lost a couple right there. <laughs> he lost two
2: of my walkie talkies. Anyway. Um,
1: so, anyway, I make it back safely. I get all my data stuff out of the boat, make it in the cabin, and <laughs> just rain, you yeah. know? And it, you know how it is in, up there. It does that for 20, 25 minutes.
2: That's, not, <clears throat> excuse me. Then it's done.
1: It's done. It goes back to being blue skies. Yeah. And then I got a, another, if I can tell another quick yeah, one, that yeah. was, it absolutely scared the hell out of me. So, I'm out on the one bar that's closest to the cabin. All right? And I'm out there, and you could feel the storm coming. You can see off in the distance, you know, through the thoroughfare, you could see like we got a storm coming. so it was real windy, so I was fishing the top of the bar with bucktails. Me and this guy actually were doing it, so I, I would get to the end, motor back up, and then he would he would hit it, drift down, motor back up, and we did that the whole time. Finally, this, this storm really turned into something. This storm really, really turned into something. like it is now white capping to the point where you can't stand up in a boat. Granted, that boat's not good for standing in choppy water anyway, but it was just to the point where you didn't have the guts to stand up. And I'm like, I should probably head in. This is a big black shelf cloud coming, and so I'm now at the end of the bar where the drift stops, and I'm looking, and I gotta cut across, which that like we just said, that boat's not good for standing. It doesn't rock in the waves real good. So I'm like, I gotta actually head past my, I gotta head past where I gotta turn, and then drift back with the wind. And so I'm heading up, I'm heading up, and I decide, no, I'm just going for it. So I cut. And the boat, like the way the waves were coming in, the boat like rocked up and like scooped in all this water. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I thought I sunk the boat again. I thought it was going to pull it right underneath the water. Yeah. It took this big old scoop of water out of it. And I'm like, but it came back up. I'm like, oh, thank God. Finally, I got to the break of an island and it right back to the dock. Yeah. That storm blew through and it, I mean, the, the bilge pump ran for like 10, 15 minutes before that thing started running wow. dry. It rained so hard and. But in front of me was the guy that was drifting with me, and he was going back out fishing. The storm blew through, and it calmed down. You know when it gets, like, glass calm. Yeah. And he had a dog with him. It was like a boxer. And they ran inside real quick. They were at the same resort. I was inside. And so we are going back out fishing. Everyone's going back out. The storm blew through, when you're going back out fishing. And I, the water was so wild. The, dog, the guy jumped in his boat, and he had that boxer. And he's like, come on, get in the boat. The boxer grabbed that dock like this. Like, I am not getting yeah. back not in Not a chance. And so he finally had to go up and pick the dog up and get him back in the boat. That's how rough the water was. The dog didn't want to get back in, you know. But I thought I sunk the boat that time, too. Wow. Yeah, we had a
0: situation last year where the water came over the front of the boat, and I've never seen that before. Yeah. So.
1: All right, how about best? Let's let's do Best i got kind of mine's kind of like you have to i have to explain a little bit for my best but what about your best what do you got for best i caught a muskie
2: on my 30th birthday that's one of the best stories like it's really not even a good story it it was like we were out fishing for muskie and i caught a muskie but the fact that i caught it on my 30th birthday like we really didn't we caught some northern and we caught some smallmouth we had we had a good trip
1: and we went out there for your 30th birthday yeah
2: and so we happened to be fishing uh at this grass island on my thirtieth birthday, which I'm sure you've been to a million times, yeah, I think it, yeah, and
1: uh, it's right where the bar ends, and right right through the two grass islands, it drops like 25 feet. Yeah, caught very, right on drop very off. Quick. I caught
2: it right on that drop off, and for some reason, I I cut the I cut the shit out of my thumb. I was ble, I had to take my sock off and wrap my sock. in We it. had
1: nothing in the boat. Remind me, I do need to bring a first aid kit. It's okay. not in this boat.
2: Okay, I'll I'll make sure. But yeah, no, it just for some reason it was like.
1: You rarely, I mean,
2: we're, we're not like super pro musky fishermen, you know, we catch them. But the fact that I caught it on my 30th birthday, like really kind of meant something.
1: We me. went up there for his 30th birthday and he was the only one to get one on his 30th birthday.
2: Yeah. You know? So it was, it, that's why, it, that, I mean, that maybe not the best fishing story, but it's something that always sticks out of my mind. It's like, what was one of your favorite fishing stories? And it's like, that's one. I caught it. And then uh, for Christmas that year, it was actually really nice. I don't know if you or Kel thought of it, uh, but they got me a frame. A picture frame. So every year, uh, the resort they they publish the list of people who, who caught muskies that year. And so they this got me. This was Cal's
1: idea. I'm not this crafty.
2: Yeah. So they got me a, a picture frame and framed like my name highlighted. Like you know, Bill caught this. It wasn't even that big of a fish. Probably 37 no. inch fish. You know, at this time of night, using this lure on this date, August 18th, 2020. Nine, or 2019.
1: 2019.
2: Yeah, that yeah. was the day I turned 30.
1: We went up there just for his thirtieth birthday. Yeah. Evan wanted to go and see the place and, and know, yeah, was,
2: we had a successful trip. Like we we caught a bunch of fish, you know, we caught some northern. Yeah. Evan tied into some big northern we yeah. thought it was a muskie. Yeah. I think you told that story, but that's one of my favorite fishing stories. Maybe not the best, but one of my favorites and worth a mention.
0: No, that's good. I um so my best day fishing oh oh my bad. I thought you were telling me to wait. No, he I was keeps, getting him a beer. No, he keeps feeding me these pops. Oh, gotcha. Um, so my best day fishing was... Uh, it's 10.30 in the morning. Like, literally my best day fishing.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. I'm kidding.
0: <sighs> we, um, so you guys, you were always off doing your own thing. We were youngsters. This is when you first started driving the boat. Well,
2: Jim was saying that you wake up at like 11 and start cooking Italian sausages. And- no. <laughs>
1: no <but> it was <laughs> close. You wanted me to tell that story, I so, will. So
0: there was this dude standing in the bunkhouse. we were staying in the cabin like pretty close to the bunkhouse. Yeah. and uh Jason Jason yeah and Jason if you listen to the podcast dude you know who you are you'll have to hear this story and uh Duluth Minnesota Duluth Minnesota yeah but um <clears throat> so we d- I'm just talking
1: to this dude I'm you know I'm young but I'm not like
0: like oh this guy's a creeper young you know I mean he was just hanging
1: out with me he was grilling we super were- nice he remember remember we always went up there on the same week and he would he knew we stayed in the one cabin that we did. So he would come running up to see, hey, how are you guys doing? You know, because we knew him for a few years, just vanished one day. You know, we never talked to him again. But this was the first year
0: we were like hanging out with him. And uh, so he saw me going in and out on my boat and, uh, you know, one of them little boats with the rental. And I I think that year I had to row. I didn't think I had a motor that year. And uh, no, you probably had the five horse that year. Yeah, maybe I did have the five horse. But uh, so he saw me coming in and out on this thing and he was telling me about fishing and he was like, hey, you want to come fishing? And I'm like, yeah.
1: He had a beautiful boat. It was my very first boat, but Tiller steer. So oh, he, really? It was a Rebel. It was a Lund Rebel. They, they didn't do the XL yet, so these things are still only... What was the beam on those? 60 inches, maybe?
0: No, a little bit longer than that. Probably probably somewhere in the mid-70s. I don't it's think it wider, was that wide. Boat.
1: I don't think it was that wide. It was the same one as my first one, but Tiller steer instead of steering wheel. Yeah, beautiful they were in the, the 70s. De-
0: definitely a wider boat than... Uh, what you're thinking of? Because the the Illumicraft is 66, and
1: that's practically a canoe. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know. I thought that was like 50 something. No, that, I'm
0: guessing that would have been in like the mid 70s. But this was back when a rebel was like not a not a rebel now. You know what no, I, mean? I know
1: now they're like yeah. you can land jets on them. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: And but no, I'm not. I'm just saying like the quality of the interior and stuff like that. Oh,
1: beautiful boat. It was a beautiful. Boat. I remember he had a 40 horse Evan route on that thing. But uh,
0: you know, he had like external tanks and stuff like that. Like this, this wasn't. They made boats differently back in. My rebel thing. had
1: external tanks your first one yeah yeah Yeah, we filled them all the time because that 40 horse merc just ate that stuff and i think this so this was like i really fell in
0: love with tiller boats and keep in mind like our boat growing up was a tiller but like this thing had so much room in it because it was
1: a tiller with no seats that's why i I own a tiller to the right now i bought a tiller because of this
0: and uh so we go out in this thing and he was telling me he's like hey where do you usually like to fish during the day so i take it back to moonshine and uh I was like, you know, this is the place. This is kind of like the furthest place I can go with my little boat. You know what I mean? So I always spend a lot of time back there. Yeah. And uh, so we were casting, casting, and the sun was at this awesome angle. And I've never been able to duplicate this. I try it every year. I've never been able to duplicate like this exact thing that happened. And uh, so he's casting a suik out there, and you can actually like watch this suik. This is where I fell in love with like jerk baits. You know, this. we at this point. We were so new to musky fishing. It's like you didn't really know what you were doing, but. uh so he's throwing the suik out there, and he's dragging it back, and all of a sudden, like, three big fish come out. Three, four big fish come out, and they're all just peeking in. He's like, go ahead, cast there, and I had a creek chub on.
1: Yeah, a creek chub pikey. That was,
0: like, my main lure. So I toss my creek chub out there, and one of them grabs it, and it ended up being a 35-inch pike. At that point, that was the biggest fish I've ever caught in my life. Keep in mind, we were super young, didn't have a
1: whole lot of experience Like actually like musky It was a fishing. monster. It was a tank at that age. That's, and, and even, that's still a good pike that's now. I was going to say, that's still a good pike right now.
0: So we ended up getting a picture of that. I was too afraid to hold it because I've never held a fish that big. I literally thought this thing was going to bite my arm off. Yeah. Jay, Jason's just like holding it like. and he, You know, this is a tried and true musky fisherman, and this guy, he loved this fish. You know what I mean? So yeah. it felt it was like really important to me. So I thought I had hit my peak at that point, right? And, um, so we come back, we're telling everybody about it. And he's, he still got that picture. I think I still got that picture somewhere actually, but, uh, you know, it was super cool. So we go out in the boat later that day in the, the Lumacraft. you know, we're doing the whole three guys in the boat thing where you either cast straight left or you cast straight. Right. <laughs> and, uh, this was back before camera phones were a thing. So that makes me sound like really super old. No, but, I, remember, uh, I remember those days. Yeah. They weren't that long ago. Either. Yeah. But, uh, so we're out there. Jim's fishing super hard, and I'm I don't know, I'm tossing. You know, this is we. You wouldn't have a picture of what the bar looked like back in that day. I can't believe like we actually were able to do this like back we,
1: in the day. We you know had I mean? so that's where we got good at map and compass because we had lake maps and we had compasses. So we had to pick this point. We had to We had to set bearings, and that's how we found the bar back then. There was no GPS. There was no like lake maps and none of right. that stuff. So you just right. kind of
0: had to paint this weird mental picture with the depth finder, and you never got to see the depth finder because. My dad's watching it. You know right. what I mean? It's in the back of the boat.
1: And so you're just
0: trying to paint this little mental picture. But I'm just so I'm just tossing my lure out there and I'm throwing the super top writer. I told the story to Joe Booker when he was on, um, and I get this muskie on. Big, you know, and we're all fighting. Now, this is the first biggest family muskie too. First family muskie. And uh, so this all happens in one day. We didn't get a picture of it because, and then I know it was like. Woo! This was back before. Oh, well, that
1: was back in the cameras. The disposables. You go. Yeah. Yeah. So right. of course,
0: Snap. of course, it wasn't in the boat. Nobody had camera phones back then, um, and we never got a picture of it. But uh, I got to—that was the first time I got to ring the bell. And uh, very nice. That was a really good day.
2: So and that Pat, was
1: before my first muskie. And Pat
2: tries muskie fishing for five minutes. And- oh oh yeah, so dude,
0: he just to up drive home, this home. I I caught the pike at like twelve thirty, and I caught the muskie at like seven.
2: Yeah, that's probably your, that's probably the best day of fishing.
1: So you know, and I, I know,
0: you know, people who, but this is my first experience with that. You know, I was a real young dude. So yeah, so
1: Pat woke up at somewhere 11.30, 11.45. Probably not true. Cooked a couple of Italian sausages, five diet Pepsis, and bam, went out there and just slaying monsters, you know?
2: <laughs> you and your dad have been up since four and...
1: So, believe it or not, my story is going to kind of tie into his.
2: No, but that—that that is as far as your first experience. I don't think you can get too much better than that. Yeah, he, he
1: had a he just day. had a career day, yeah. and then I think that was the same week you caught that twenty-inch smallie Yeah, I caught that on day one. This was like, I want to say this was like day four. Damn,
2: good trip for you, man.
0: Yeah.
1: So real quick, I'll tell mine just because we're kind of dragging on here. But um, so we started muskie fishing the first year we went out there was two thousand five. All right. And uh, or 2004, but then we were ice fishing. Then 2005, we were up there just trying to catch walleye and smallmouth, and like we weren't really crazy into what was your first year of high school, oh five. So, here's
0: the way it goes so, oh three, um, oh, maybe it was oh three, we've been going up there. Oh three, we went up there for New Year's, so it was technically oh three and oh four. Okay, four was the first year we went up there. Oh, okay, for the the regular trip,
1: that makes more sense. Okay, so in 2005, we were up there. And we were still just like regular old fishermen. Catch walleye, smallmouth, whatever we can get. With a jigger and a twister tail, maybe a Rapala, you know. Right. And me and Pat were on the main dock. And we were jigging the cribs trying to catch whatever bites. Crappie, bluegill, whatever. And John, the owner, comes out and he's trying out a new tallywhacker style blade or bait. Throws it out there. And me and Pat were looking at this thing. At least I was. I don't know about you. But I was looking at this thing like. That is the coolest lure I have ever seen yeah. in my entire life. What's that? And so I was <laughs> super
0: broke to buy one. I, I was a kid with no money,
1: and but we didn't we weren't even in muskie fishing yet. Yeah. we didn't really know about muskie fishing, so that that must have been two thousand five, right? Yeah, no, that that would have been oh four. No, I bet you that was 05.
0: Uh, I because oh five I wasn't there.
1: Oh, okay, okay. So okay, so th- say that was oh four, and we're all like, oh man, look at that, you, you know? know, and like. We knew there were musky. We knew it was a musky lake. We weren't. We didn't care. We were used to fishing the Kankakee River, where you get smallies and walleye and the occasional big ass pike. Yeah. You know, and uh, so we saw that, and we immediately that 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 moment is what sunk my teeth into muskie fishing. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, yeah. Right then and there, I told my dad, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. So he ended up getting me the C four that I use to this day. It's kind of burned out now. So we saw that were Next year, we came back with some muskie gear, right? Me and dad were amped. You weren't on board quite yet. You didn't have the, you didn't have the bait cast and all that stuff. I didn't really take it all in about what, what
0: what was available up there. You
1: know what I mean? Right, right. So, but me and dad was, okay, so top water. If you read any brochure about Wisconsin muskie fishing, chances are you're going to read about top water. Mm -hmm. By the time you get done learning about Wisconsin muskie, you're going to think the only thing they eat is on top of the water. Yeah. You know? It's it is completely false. It's completely false.
2: It works, but I mean, it's not I the only catch,
1: thing. I That's bet you That's just catch, the
0: flavor of the water up there, though. You yeah, know what I mean,
1: I bet you catch twenty percent of the fish that on top water. I bet I bet you miss eighty percent of the bite by using top water the whole time. We didn't know this. We didn't know this. So we went up there the first year and we we're like, we're gonna catch us some musky, you know. And I still have my first musky lures, in Odyssey. For anybody that knows, remembers the Odyssey lures, ah, I still have one. Remember that it was a Jitterbug front yep. with a tallywhacker blade.
2: I thought it was a globe.
1: No. No, that came later. Okay. So me and dad went out there and we beat the water up. Didn't catch a thing. Saw a couple. I did have some off a couple islands and stuff. I'd hit a... It's like, oh, man, here we go, you know? Yeah. Nothing. And then... uh, So we came back and then that was the year you caught yours. I still didn't have one. Pat's like, "Let me give this musky fishing thing a shot." You know, yeah. I'm casting all week, and I'm up, I'm up at five o'clock in the morning. Pat gets up anywhere between eleven thirty and one thirty. Okay, you the, know? the audience is aware.
2: <laughs> I think I think there's some exaggeration there. But.
1: Would I exaggerate to get to tell a, a good story? I don't think I would. <laughs> it, anyway. it gets later every time you mention. We're it. on vacation. <laughs> We're on <wrong> by- vacation. <laughs> um. So, anyway, so me and my dad beat up the water, you know, nothing. Next year, Pat's like, hey, I got a bait catch, so let me see how this works. Whoosh! Hey, I got one. And we're yeah. like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, right. You know? Um, finally, the next year, me and dad were beating it up, and uh, finally, I got my first muskie. So, when I say I've been fishing, uh, I've been muskie fishing for however many years, realistically, the first like, probably what, what would you say, five, six years were yeah. weeks. If you actually count, don't say years, it was yeah. weeks, you know, because we only had Saturday afternoon to Friday to, to do this.
2: Yeah, because you didn't really know about muskie around here at
1: the time. No, no, and I didn't have my, I was in high school, I didn't have a boat. Yeah. You know, my dad occasionally let us take out the canoe. Yeah, me you and, know, that's when
2: me and you started fishing together when I was in high school. We, we, we fell into this no. weird mentality Oh, then. yeah,
1: in high school, yeah, but we didn't start muskie fishing until what, probably 2010 or 11 together?
2: It was about... Yeah, it would have been 2011 because that's when I started my job. And
1: no, that's when you no. I bought my first boat in 2009. No, so,
2: okay. Then it would have been 2010 that, that I started.
1: Yeah. So anyway, my first muskie came. So Pat, so I, I, I fished the first year with nothing. The second year, Pat caught something. And then the third year, I'm in the Little Red Bar, as we were talking, and they had globes hanging out there. So I don't know if you guys – should I explain a globe or no?
0: Um, I think our listeners yeah, probably no, know do, what a globe do, do it is. Do real quick. No, just do it real quick for the people that are not A globe
1: familiar. is a wooden lure. You can turn them real quick on a lathe, and then they have a two-bladed prop behind the head. Mine's special because mine is loosely screwed to the head. The screws are backed out a little bit, so it's. <laughs> oh yeah, they're meant to make a lot of noise. Mine is the Kaiser. The Kaiser is there's a very metallic clink to it. If you throw the one that Bill has, it's very watery. Pop, 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 pop. Mine's. Yeah. <laughs> The other thing too about a globe,
0: real quick, is it's not a tallywhacker, so this blade doesn't really splash that much in the water. It's simply meant to make noise. It's tick, got a tick, really tick, 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 tick. Yeah, yeah, got a really shallow prop on it. But go ahead.
1: So I was just a kid. I bought this lure, you know, you know, the barely the money I had, you know, and the the old guy that was in the bar, he's like, "Do you know how to throw this lure?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna throw it out there. And I'm gonna crank it in," you know. And he says, "Let me," and so he actually grabbed. It was an old uh, brulee rod, and probably back then everybody threw. Uh, I threw Abu Garcia's. But everybody threw the uh, Calcutta. Calcutta's. So he probably picked up a brulee rod, which is a pool queue that's four feet tall, and uh, hooked it on there, and he took me on the dock in the middle of the night, and he took it out there, he says, I want you to crank slow. I want you to be able to count every time that blade hits the water. So tick, 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 I'm like, all right, I'm dialed in. So we I got that lure, and granted, Pat has a muskie in the boat. He got to ring the bell. I've been doing this like a year longer than Pat. And so finally, we're, I'm beating up the water. I'm like, man, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to. This is like so frustrating. And we were out in the one spot, and I threw the lure. Yeah. Muskie hit the. I never cranked that lure. Yeah. I hit that. I hit that musky in the top.
2: Oh, he hit it. Yeah, you told me this.
1: And the, I it saw the, almost like he jumped out of the
0: water to catch it. Yeah, it was. I know that's it not was, what happened, but it's it was close enough. Close and, enough to make you think like.
1: And so this muskie came out, and uh, I remember. I remember. It, I was so excited. This this finally worked. You know, I finally have a muskie in, and I'm cranking this in. Remember, I was yelling at you. You had the net in your hands. Mm-hmm. What do you want to say? What I was to you? Nope. I don't remember. <laughs> Oh, so Pat had the net in his hand, and I, so remember, I got a lot of hours and a lot of like reading magazines and reading articles and watching videos. Actually, I don't know if I watched that many videos because back then YouTube wasn't as big as it is now. No.
0: Yeah, no, no, but you did. We did buy some CDs. So <laughs> oh, okay. after after my Muskie, we were like, we bought some like you know five minute long DVDs that were made like fifteen years before that, <laughs> and that that yeah, that was like black like, and white. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so. But anyway, Pat has the net in his hand. I finally got this muskie on, and uh, I remember telling you not to mess it up. Don't you mess oh, this yeah, up Jay, for me? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, yes. Yeah, Use yeah. a little
1: more profanity than that. Yeah, but don't but mess yeah. this up for me. And we finally got this thing, and it wasn't even that big. It was probably what thirty nine inches, Pat, as I think was. I think it was. I think it we, was, was thirty nine and a half. I think I think we undermeasured it because I was looking at uh, other fish, and I I think mine was probably we probably did something wrong because I think mine I, was yeah, bigger.
0: Yeah, yours might have been like 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 right around forty. Yeah. Um it but it was 49 and a half.
1: It was uh it was definitely it was but it was a fatty fish. That's that, what I mean like the Wisconsin the Wisconsin the the floage muskie are different than the rest of I them.
2: saw that picture that was a fat fish. There was a fat fish. It was fish. very well fed. This
1: ruler's missing the first foot. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> That damn thing's a state record. <laughs> All right. So, but I, I pretty much I got I got my first muskie, but it was years it was like how many years in the making you think? 2 3 years? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I watched Pat catch one after giving it a shot for 15 minutes, and it's like, what am I doing? What I think am that I was doing? about what it took for me. Like, I had Two or three years boat. for mine. I was had it?
0: spent the whole first year that they had baitcasters with an eagle claw. like
1: With an eagle claw as a quantum.
0: No, no, no. The When I first started musky fishing, I was using a spinning reel, one that would tear your index finger off. Remember, the eagle claw that, that held about 14 yards of line on it before it was <laughs> empty? And, but this thing had cast a no, mile. No, I don't remember but that. But you, from full spool to no spool in one cast was this real? And I had to fish with that the whole year. So, like, that knot that's on the bottom, you'd have to, like, get it started and then start cranking in because <laughs> the knot would be slipping. But go ahead.
1: <laughs> well, anyway, this episode was dragged down a little yeah, longer so, than normal. Anyway. And you, everybody's got to get home and have dinner and, you know, go to bed and get up. Are you working on storm pattern now.
0: No, I've, I've, I am one of the, um,
1: highest people in my garage. So, Oh, okay. I'm working. So I got to start work at 3am. So I got to get out of here. But But anyway,
0: uh, we got Jim's fishing. It was a, it was a group event. Uh, we got, you know, very exciting that year. Uh, we got, uh, cameras and stuff. You know, I think you even had a camera phone by then. Um, Mm, probably, probably, but yeah, it was maybe a flip was like one. one of the first. A yeah. razor. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, real grainy, but uh, no, we got a legitimate picture of it, and... Yeah, uh, they had the point and shoot. We never left the, we never left the dock without that after yours. Uh, that year, or that same day, around the same area, I caught like one of every species except for
1: muskie, so... He did, it was like a walleye a crappie, a, you know, bass, and it, it just went down the list.
2: Was that the, uh, the bird fluff... Lure, no, it was a different time. Anyway, that's a story for another time.
0: Yeah, cranked in it. A-
1: so anyway, so like we're so we're very amped. We're going back to this place that we've been going to our practically our whole lives, right? So this yeah. actually is like uh, the 20th year we've been going there. So. Yeah.
0: yeah, This place has a lot of nostalgia wrapped into it for us because you just don't realize how old you got so quick. Yeah, you know, that's man.
1: true. Like I was looking, at, I was looking at my son. And I'm like, in a few years, he's gonna be doing this. With yeah. us. For you
2: me, know? I've only been going there what probably 10 years. No, if, I if mean, it's
1: 2023, so probably 13 years you've been going here. You're older than you thought. You just hit 40. So we fish in a lot of different <laughs> spots.
0: We fish in a lot of different spots. You hear us talk about this place just because it means so much to us. It's what the introduction was. It was I think the,
1: most fishermen have this spot we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know. And for the
0: longest time, I would have told you, ah, no, Vermilion was the first spot that we ever went, but I was too young to remember that. Yeah, right.
1: You know. So that's all I have. Um the one thing, if you're very, if you're, if you guys are, if you guys want to hear a very good story about Mercury Marine, listen to this week's episode of Musky 360. You have to listen to this. So, so that's all I have. Um, next time you hear from us, we're going to be talking about our return trip, you know. and hey, uh, trip. Wish us luck. We're Just save Bush like Billy for the next time. Right? Yeah, I'll just save so my Bush like Billy. We, we, gonna, got we just kind of got bullshit. We got carried away. <laughs> you know, we yeah, got we did. some
0: sort of recor- recording from the red boat just so we can christen this the right way.
1: The red boat. What do you mean?
0: The red boat. My red boat. Oh, I'm Jim, not getting on that boat. Jim's thing. done with that boat.
1: Yeah, I'm done with that boat. I will not get on that boat. I'm, I'm That's not. like legit. You're never getting on that boat. I'm yet. never getting on that boat. I'm not, Pat. I don't <laughs> have a boat, so I'll go fishing with you. <laughs> I will never get on that boat. It is completely cursed. That boat is cursed.
2: I'll go fishing with you, Pat. I don't, I don't have a boat. I don't why my boat's cursed. No.
1: Anyway, anyway, we're right. rambling. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. And uh, see you next week.